We're back, Boss Lady Live, fourth season. Can you believe it? My name is Sandra Samuel, CEO of Totally Mail, and we'll be back Monday, October 25th at 8 p.m. sharp at youtube.com forward slash the Totally Mail. See you then. Hi, good evening. Welcome to Boss Lady Live. I'm going to give a few minutes as usual for our folks to join. How was your week last week? Hope everyone had a wonderful week last week. This evening, like every other Monday evening, we'll be giving a lot of information, important information. And this this evening we are speaking about healthcare and kids and you know how important that is Sp taking care of the children knowing what signs to look for um what's you know what's the most prevalent health challenge out there for kids and if you have any questions remember you can either send it to us by facebook that's either on my page, Samuel Sandra, or you can send it to Totally Mail Spa, or online YouTube, which has the link. There's a link right there on the page, www.youtube.com forward slash the Totally Mail. I don't see anybody saying hi this evening. Tell me how how was your week? Did you have a wonderful week last week? How did last week go? Say hi, man. Let me know that you're there. I have three persons online, but nobody's telling telling me hi this evening. All right. So in the interim, in the interest of time, because you know we have another expert with us this evening, Dr. Carolyn Thomas Boyd. And she is a pediatrician. She has been, although she looks like 12. Don't let the look fool you. She is in the business of pediatrics for 24 years. She's a mother of two adult children. She's a mother of two adult children, Anna, 23, and Alex, 20. So you know she's 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 not as young as she seems. <laughs> Presently, she works at Winchester Surgical and and Medical Institute, and her hobbies um, include singing, playing the piano, and reading. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you, Thank you very much, Sandra. It's my friend, my, yes, my, my 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 singing. Singing, 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 mate. Yeah, yeah. We went to we went to, to to school together. We have known each other from we are. What did I say in Jamaica? From your idea, your knee. Yeah. I have known her almost all my life. Hi, Shelly. Good night, my darling. Who's calling me on my phone? Anyway, so tonight. We will be speaking. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, Caroline. Just give the, the, the people an overview of why you chose pediatrics. 
Why pediatrics? Just give us a little overview. Um, the funny thing is, um, I had wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> oh. I wanted to be a dentist. And when I told my mother, she told me that she, I must try my head right up for university there because she, she have three more hungry belly people to feed and she can't send me a friend. So medicine not too far. So I went into medicine and I was encouraged to do so because the Trinidad school, um, university was open a school of dentistry in Trinidad. But that didn't happen until the year I graduated, at which point I didn't want to be studying again. Anyhow, by the end of internship, internship was 18 months. Um, I did my internship at Spanish Hall Hospital, did pediatrics out there, and then came and did three more months at Bustamante. And I just fell in love with the kids. I just say, you know, I could really, because with kids, you just have to understand them. You just have to tune in. And they can't tell you what's wrong with them. You just have to just zone in and, you know. So I think pediatrics chose me and um, with my present, I mean, people who know me, my personality just goes very well along with it. So um, before I knew it, I mean, all these years have passed. I enjoy it every day. I mean, I did 10 years in a government service and then um, I worked at kids clinic for some time. And then I've been at Winchester now for 10 years. So, um, and I like private practice because I get to know my patients and I develop a relationship with them. Bustamante was okay, but I never see the same person twice. And Bustamante casualty, I didn't feel I was maximizing my true calling because it was just like next, next, you're just trying to get through the load and that was just not me. So after a few years, I decided that no, for me to be who I think, I know my whole calling is evolving because in my office so often I have to connect with mothers on a different level and you know being a parent myself there are many other things besides what's ailing the child at the point absolutely so you're you're, you're, you're more prefer that personal touch yes. Yes. right more more of a relationship building right. Yes, yes, practice yes. rather I'm than yeah, man. Yeah. right I thought I can totally relate and that's exactly what I like about my business, that relationship building that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. So tell us, um, first of all, you know, kids have been in the, in the news quite a bit, especially during COVID. But what I want to hear from you before we go into the whole COVID and the whole um, abuse situation that's going on now that's really a priority um, I think for the for, for the government and from um, Cisco Cisco right um, what are the most common um, ailments you see coming into your office on a daily basis you mean regular illnesses you're talking about like like if you had if you had a scale of one to ten, what are the most common things persons come in to see you for? What would they come in to see you for? Um, well, fevers, um, cough and cold. It, it depends. The younger mothers and with the younger babies will come for a runny nose and cough. That's bread and butter, really. And you see, from what age to what age? Oh man, zero to nineteen years. Okay. Yeah. The thing is, between twelve and nineteen. The child doesn't belong to anybody in that the adult physicians are afraid of them and they're not, you know, that's the adolescent age group. There's something called adolescent medicine. 
There's mm-hmm. one of my colleagues that did adolescent medicine as a specialty, but most of us general pediatricians will um, still look after them. Mm-hmm. And teenagers are a special age, trust me, because mm-hmm. it's like you have to know your child all over again. Mm-hmm. So, um, but generally, um, initially I see them a lot for well baby checkups and vaccinations and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really start to get sick until like the toddler stage when they start to go out to preschool. Right. And, um, I mean, there's asthma, eczema, gastroenteritis, you know, sore throat, ear infections, those those kind of things. Now that COVID is around, I mean, there's such a low threshold. Parents are jittery. Um, but I try to do a lot of on the phone call. I say, you don't really have to come for, you know, don't come unnecessarily. Right. If a child is not exposed to a contact, the child just has a cold. It's called right. still a sheep, you know, the regular. <laughs> so, yes. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time when we had hand, foot, and mouth. That was a big thing, uh, which is when you get blisters on the palms and the soles and in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a self-limited childhood common illness, which happens, occurs in children, mainly those less than five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bigger children don't get it. So, you know, I had a mother once, her three kids, twins, she had twins, a four-year-old twins and a two-year-old, and all of them got it from a mutual cousin. Wow. That it was at a family... Um, and she was not a doctor. The husband was a doctor. And she blamed her husband because him never catch it. She ended up catching it. Even though adults don't usually catch it. But three children had it all at once. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But those things are self-limiting for the most part. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I know, like, when children are born, you're going for your checkup and, you know, the various different times. Until they get to a certain age, they kind of stop going to the doctor. Pretty much. They go less often. You really should get No, most most do do you yes. find you find mothers taking in kids for regular checkups, or it's just when something happens. Mostly when something happens, but right. the recent trend now is a back to school because some okay. schools are insisting on a back to school, and especially now with a back to school checkup. So this year, I had a lot of back to school. I mean, the, the popular time when they catch them is when they're going in for the first time, mm-hmm. being at a toddler stage, then at grade one, then high school, then university. And okay. each time they come in, those are special points. You do a checkup with the vaccine. I mean, I had a child this year. Oh, my gosh. She never get any vaccine from just four months. I had to ask where the mother put her if she was on that rock. <laughs> the poor thing is that she was the last of four. And I guess, you know, we have the next challenge because you did do it already. That poor little one does seem to have fallen through the cracks. So I think give her several shots to bring her up to speed and follow up once. Wow. You know? But the first child gets everything because they don't miss an appointment. But the right. second child, all right, that's so good. By the time you reach the third child, all right, I'm going to do it. By the time you reach the fourth child, well, it's whenever you have the time. Oh. Sadly. Yeah, but anyways. That's Yes, but initially, so I mean, followed up at school. I don't know how that happened because usually, before you go in, you are supposed to bring in your immunization card and so on. But right. um, depending on who the parent is, I find sometimes because I see parents come in, they plan to do it, they beg the teacher apply, and then if you don't have someone to follow up, they just get forgotten and then stay under the radar. It doesn't happen very often. No. It doesn't. It should not happen. So you know, yeah. Okay. 
Right. So, all right. So those are like general, general um, stuff that they come in for. Right. All right. So what I would like for you to touch on a little bit is how to identify kids that maybe having a hearing problem or they're not oh. seeing properly. Okay. What are some of the signs? What are some of the symptoms? Okay. Because I, I even um, a lot of, I think a lot of, now that I am now familiar with like autis, autism and mm -hmm. all of those things, a lot of those things kind of get missed sometimes until right. very late. Right. What are some of those signs and symptoms that parents need to be looking for with their children to ensure that these things are caught before it's too late? Well, first of all, um, when they come into the doctor, um, right. it's early on, it's like every two months, two months, four months, six months, nine months, 12 months, and then 18 months, 15 months, 18 months, two years. So as you get older, you know, it's every two months, then every three months, then eight, six months, and then after two, it's yearly. But every time we come to the doctor, we, we assess the weight and the height and the head circumference. Is the head going too big? Is the head not going at all? And then there are milestones. You should be, you know, have head neck control. You should sit up a certain age, pull the stand at a certain age. So that's gross motor skills. And then comes the babbling and the language and so on. So um, initially, what you're looking at is that the motors, you know, oh, my baby not sitting up yet. That's a big thing. I mean, they complain about teeth, but teeth is not important. I mean, it's not crucial because you're going to get the teeth right. most of the time. But if a child reaches nine months and is not sitting up, that's a problem. You know, right. or still have a floppy head. Um, right. The other thing early on, um, um, at the earliest stage, like before six weeks, is the child seen, they will follow you. You'll see the eyes, you know, following, and then they should respond. If a door slams, they should jump. I mean, mm -hmm. because in our society, we don't have formal sight and hearing. In the States, they do all that and so on. But we have more crude measures. So if they are low noise, they, they should, they're supposed to get frightened and cry because door slam or something. So that's right. the way of telling the child is hearing. The seeing is easy because they will squint. You know, a newborns don't like bright light. But if you find that the child's eyes are roaming, not, not, fixing on anything, then you have to wonder the child is actually seeing. Right. Um, we can do hearing tests on small children, but that, that would usually, like for instance, if they were sick in a newborn and had to, stage and had to be in a nursery, had meningitis or on, on certain drugs and so on, there is something called an auditory brain response, which you can um, subjectively, the child doesn't have to respond, you can measure the hearing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not routinely done. It's only if you had a you know issue, mm -hmm. and so um, yeah. But going further now, so when you reach one, they're walking. Then you know the babbling starts, and then um, the, the the language. The thing about autism is that you cannot diagnose it less than twelve months. Most times, you really okay. by the time there might be eighteen months to two years because it's really a problem with their social skills and communication and speech so on so you know their whole behavior social interaction and so on so it's only when they should move on to the next stage and they're not doing it that now you begin to wonder mm -hmm. and some parents are in denial and they say oh it's so the mother father sister brother you know somebody from never talked till he was three and they 
they ignore it. Um, but really and truly, you can't really beat up yourself because you can't really tell for sure when you're less than two. It's just when it gets to, you know, by age three, you know, you know, really, there's certain things that the child should be doing mm -hmm. and they're not doing. And then, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen children that, sure that would apply also to, 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 to any other kind of mental issues. Like yes. being, well, well, I suppose being dyslexic, you would know until a child can it's a reader right am i am i correct yeah, dyslexia is later because that is how you process um, right i mean one of my siblings actually was diagnosed with that and my mother who's a teacher is the one who discovered it really mm -hmm. um but i mean there's so much help for children like that really mm -hmm. um he did very so well i think is the diagnosis though is the problem because i can think of quite a few people that I know when I was growing up that they were just sent to regular regular school, regular, regular class, no checks were done, no diagnosis yeah, was yeah, yeah. They're flunking out of school yeah, and just yeah. say, boy, the just lazy. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Those are yeah. some of the things that, I mean, knowing what I know now, you know, if we, if we, if we had the, the knowledge of, okay, when you see somebody doing this, you, you need to take the child in or get it um, investigated. I'm, I'm more looking for um, preventative measures. More when I say preventative, meaning make it go through the whole the whole of them lifetime. Well, well, well um, as a, a parent, you have to really um, be alert. Right. I mean, the owner shouldn't be on the mother only, but I, I mean, the parent, but sometimes it's, yes. like, it's a piss, yeah. And then yeah. the teacher, I mean, teachers, I always say they're born and not made because some teachers should not be teaching. I right. mean, many, many times a teacher is what really, because parents are hustling, they leave the child with some cousin, um, they, they, they're trying to make ends meet, so they don't really, um, that's one thing, but sometimes I find though, they, also, the parents, um, depending on their, their education level, um, they might not. I mean, when I was at Boston Mighty one day, I remember in the clinic, I said, what school is, does this child go to? He was about seven. Long that time, no go to school. I'm like, why? Now the child learning him head too tough. And that is her. That's the end of her. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Every child can learn, though. Right. So, um, yeah. And what challenges the yeah. child is having. Yeah, and there are many ways to teach. So you have to find out what the child, how the child can learn, and then. So her, so her, so her solution was not to send him to school. Done, at all. done. She done with it, which is unfortunate. Then you grow up with an adult that's illiterate, and you know, it doesn't have to be the end at all. Mm -hmm. I always say maximize the child potential, maximize whatever, whatever the child need. You find the fit after you know doing your investigations, being assessed or whatever, and work with what God give you right all right so is there any other exploration that let's say a child from one from from zero to to one to yeah. zero to 12 the preteens any investigations um that persons don't really not necessarily come in on a regular basis for that they really should be doing is there any investigative anything that 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 parents should be doing from a child zero to 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 12 
Oh, it depends. Um, if, you, I, if, if you have a, a, a concern about language or behavior, I was encourage them to enroll them. Like by the time they are two, then you see how they do over the next six months. It's an observation thing now, you know. So, right. Um, I mean, early more major things like a big head and so on. You would have done a cranial ultrasound or CT scan or that is, you know, they base the child not sitting up. Then you have to check the neurological background as to why and so on but and then you that ties into birth history was it a traumatic delivery um uh, was it did the baby come up with apgar good what we call an apgar score which is out of 10. that has to do with if the baby breathed cried was blue you know the initial the newborn period was a baby did the baby have meningitis when it born all kind of things so yes. if you have a stormy perinatal period and you're sick in the nursery for like three weeks then you might have to do an early cranial ultrasound and CT scan and then you monitor that child. Maybe you have seizures, EEG, and you know, but the, the doctor should guide you depending. Um, sometimes the child looks perfectly normal and then there's still problems inside. But you won't know. I mean, the, even the CT scan might look normal. I mean, but right. it's just that the child either retarded, is a slow learner, learning disability, um, ADHD, all kind of, you know, there's very myriad. The whole mm -hmm. thing is that as a parent, you need to be alert. I say, okay, something, this child is, something is amiss. You take the child to the doctor and then usually, I mean, physically they might look okay. If that's the case, there are um, tests, developmental tests that you can do to right. say. And there are a few places where that can be done. It's just that I find that our resources are limited. So you might go, you say you refer them because I'm a general pediatrician. There are right. two developmental pediatricians in the in the island at the moment. Mm -hmm. There are a few speech therapists, not enough. So if they need mm -hmm. speech therapy, the, the appointment is, you know, far. And if they need to be assessed, that's far. I mean, I had one parent who had the wherewithal, she just took the child away. Right. Um, it was a girl and I thought she was autistic. And I mean, autism is much more common in boys than in girls. Almost on a ratio of four to one. Is there, is, there a, is there a medical reason for that? No, no. Okay. In fact, um, they think it might be genetic. Now, for years, the MMR got blamed. Oh, I'm not doing the MMR because. What is the, the MMR? What is the MMR? Sorry, measles, bumps, and rubella. Oh, they did the vaccine, which is done when you are one year old. It's it's yeah so. You get you get other vaccines, but when you're one, you get MMR. That's a one-year-old thing. So for years, and people have shown me studies, you know, oh, they think that the MMR cause it. Mm -hmm. The MMR cannot make you autistic. Otherwise, all of us would be autistic mm -hmm. because all of us get MMR, measles, measles specifically. So it's not really even the MMR, it's measles, the measles vaccine that get blamed mm -hmm. for it. No, I mean, I'm saying if that was the case, then a whole everybody single person who got measles should be autistic. To me, so some people could not have a negative reaction to it. Not to make like some of the medications. No, but not to not to affect your brain in a way that makes you autistic. Okay. It's a complex disorder. Okay. Get there has you. to be some genetic and environmental factors, really. It goes across all socioeconomic and an ethnic, and you know, I mean, it's not particular to the Chinese or the Indians or the Africans, anybody. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, 
And I mean, I've had parents who tell me they don't want the MMR, the measles. Um, and I let them, I give them time to make up their mind. When the child reached three, I said, okay, it's clear this child is not. It's not going to be. He's three and doing all manner of things. Can I give it to him? No. Right. You know, I give parents a right to refuse because it's their, okay. their child, you know. But um, I try to, as much as possible, encourage. Because the reason why we don't see measles is because everybody's vaccinated. Right. I had measles growing up. I had rubella growing up. I didn't have mumps. But the reason why, I mean, doctors were studying today. Sooner doctors, they don't know what this looks like because we all have the shot. Right. And measles can cause encephalitis, which and it can kill you, you know. But we don't see that anymore. Well, since we're on the, the, the subject of, of vaccine, you know, well, we're in the pan pandemic, they're saying now that kids are to get the vaccination. What age is it recommended for children to now start getting the vaccination for COVID? Well, the only vaccine that is um, authorized or, allowed, or approved, I should say, is a Pfizer vaccine, and that's mm -hmm. approved for children between 12 and 19. They are okay. doing studies for the 5 to 12-year-old, I know, but they have not made a decision yet. It's likely, from what I read, is that they will get a lower dose of the same Pfizer when they make up their mind. But right okay. now, it's for the 12 and over. Okay. Um, yeah. Nobody below 12 is to be getting the vaccine. Right, they, right, right. Right, okay. right, right, right. Uh, oh, um, Shereen is asking, who are the two developmental Pediatricians. Oh. Dr. Garbot. Dr. Andrew Garbot and Dr. Maureen Samsvon. Dr. Maureen Samsvon is on her McKinley Drive, Roosevelt, on which was Roosevelt before. Maureen yeah, Maureen Samsvon. She operates a place um, called One of Her Kind Kids. And I, um, she's been in the business a long time. So she is the pioneer. Um, and she has a whole outfit. So you can get um referral you know within her operation what garbot is it pardon me what is what garbot is it Dr. andrea garbot andrea garbot andrea garbot is at kitty care pediatricians which is at 11 latham avenue i know both of them fairly well but maureen is um this i guess senior one but you know right now every one of them yeah yeah, you, you can get out earlier, which, but those, if I perceive a child that needs to be assessed, I'm going to send them to one of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, we, so we, 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 all right. So we're moving on now from the preteens now to the teens, which is a whole new, which is a whole nother level. Now, oh. I don't recall ever. Sandra, uh, sorry, sorry. Yes. while you think about that, I have to plug in my laptop. Oops. I'm coming. Bye. Oh, you know, I, I saw it getting light and dark and light and dark. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I thought I had enough juice. I'm coming. No, man, no problem. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, you, you heard that. Um, well, you can always get information from the the, the video. You know, it, it, it uploads on the, the, the both the page and on YouTube. So you can always get information. Anyone out there who needs to see um, the specialist, the information will be there. Cuba, four year old. Oh, um, yes. Oh, yeah, all right now. All right. Yes, so Carl is saying, Carl is saying, in Cuba, four year olds are getting COVID nineteen. 
they're, they're getting COVID. But kids, kids are getting it. Oh, the kids are getting shots. Oh, she's really injection. Unless that's the Cuban, unless that's the Cuban vaccine. So, Carl, do you know what type it is? Can you let us know if, if, what type? If if you know, because we're not we're not we're not giving it in Jamaica. Yeah. Yes, so as we were saying now, so right. so from twelve now going up now into the into the teens, well preteens and teens from twelve mm -hmm. going up or eleven going up, that's a mm -hmm. whole nother um, ball game. Right. No, I can't recall my mother taking me like unless something was wrong. Right. True. Right. True. True. So, so I think most of the the checking and the rechecking and the follow up and those things are normal. I remember going to the dentist quite a bit in my very, very early age. Um, but like in my teens, things kind of tapered off. Right. Yeah. So what are I and I don't think it's a habit for our 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 our, our culture to take kids to the doctor unless something is wrong right. in the age group. Right. But then we're going to start our periods. Right. Yes. We start having sex. Um, no conversation is really had. Right. Right. Um, yeah. What what is the the age group really? And I, I mean now that all the information is out there. I spoke to one of my clients. He's about I think he's what about 16, because he's in sixth form. He's about 16, 17. I asked him if mommy and daddy have the sex conversation with him. He said, no. So I said, nothing at all. He said, not really. So I said, he said, because daddy think that is, no, I know. I said, but what does he know you know? So, you know, some of those things, when are you supposed to have, to, to, when are you supposed to have that talk with the kids? What are we to be talking about? And what are we supposed to be checking and when should we taking like an adolescence for checks to, you know especially when periods start and maybe they're having period issues because sometimes they, they behave as if painful periods are normal yeah. right oh yeah yeah man is it time of your month i remember my girlfriend um um used to have i, I knew when it was her period because she would miss that day at school is that a normal thing should we take them in when that is happening? Give us some pointers as to, you know, what we should be doing, um, like for teens and the preteens. The thing is, um, well, the age of adult it varies. Sometimes, sometimes, I mean, if you have a nine-year-old, that's a different, you know, the nine-year-old is not ready. I mean, I've had mothers who get stressed out because it's so early. Right. Then they end up coming because then, you know, they need the, the the child needs more guidance because the body is ahead of the mind kind of thing, and then um, but it is a normal thing, and I suppose you have to teach a child coping skills, right? And um, but as they get older, girls especially the hormones and it's the the mood swings and the you know, so I I, I suppose I can't put Nobody that in that conversation with us, Carly. Pardon me. Nobody has that conversation 
about mood swings and and those things do, do people really yeah, have that conversation with their kids they, they they don't i mean i remember in my personally i tried with my daughter well one day I said to her, you know, which which Anna am I getting today? You know, the moody one, the sad one, the happy one. Because I'm not so sure, you know, just just let me yeah. know. And um um I had to tell her it's okay to feel this way, but the whole, you know, you have to learn to manage it and you know, it's a part of growing up. And um uh, it's it's to me, I mean, when you when you're a parent, I mean I always encourage my children. I say, I know you have friends, but try and you won't tell me everything, but you know, I, I I try to be as open as possible. Do not mm -hmm. be afraid. Um, you know, I remember one day my mother, my daughter said to me, Mommy, if you ever know what some of my friends were doing, I said, Are you doing it too? Because you know, <laughs> no, no, I said, oh, I, I just check in, you know, I just check in. But um, as a parent, it's so important for you to let your children know they can come to you. They won't tell you everything, you know, but when it really matters, they will tell you. And um, but if they're afraid to tell you, you won't, you won't, you will be in big trouble because by the time you find out something, it might be gone down the wrong, the wrong, you know, the wrong path. So um, that's what I have to encourage. But as far as the when when that time comes, the, the whole period thing, you know, I remember I mean telling my daughter, I mean, you know, I said you have to be discreet. Everybody doesn't have to know. The next month she's locking the bathroom. I'm like, why are you locking the door? Mommy, you said nobody must know. I said, what have your mother? I need to know. Right. You know, so um, and then I had to teach her to manage it because she shared the same bathroom as her brother, and then he was be annoyed if the place is in a mess. So right. that's a personal hygiene comes in, and you know that sort of thing. So yeah, but too so many what times things that we should be checking for for preteens. Any 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 anything in particular apart from well, the whole period issue. Are there any irregularities that we should come to the doctor, bring the children in for? Anything well, in, in, to the puberty stage? Initially, the periods might be irregular, which is normal. Mm -hmm. um, but if Nobody the period is going on... That. Nobody told me that. How would I know? Well, the thing is, no, the mother, usually the mother is un, doesn't is uncomfortable with that. I will see such a child. But some mothers mm -hmm. are okay and would you know they do when we do the general checkup i usually ask if the period has started and how regular it is and if there are any um painful issues with it and vomiting and you know the child missing school because the whole point is to get to a stage where the child does not miss school so mm -hmm. i usually advise look um you have to have the calendar figure out what his cycle is. If it's 20, it could be every 21 to up to 35 days. You start taking the pain medicine like 24 hours before, if you know, um, you try to be proactive and then um, eat properly, get enough rest, exercise, those mm -hmm. kind of things. So, um, yeah, so you, I mean, the mother needs to help the child to to learn to manage, manage it, so to speak, because she's gonna be doing it for a very long time, so. Um, but now you know they have apps on phones, right? Yeah, that was not our era, we mm -hmm. had to go on the calendar and tick off the days. But, um, I would say, I mean, well, I, I mean, I would say it here that you know, irregularity is good, it's, it's normal for 12, sometimes up to two years. And, and if you're an athlete, that is a problem that sometimes disturbs the any trauma, stress, people dying in the family that can throw your cycle off um it's just 
it's it's normal. Um, I don't boys don't go through that, but boys go through something. I don't even know what to call it because mm-hmm. they are going through their hormonal changes as right. well. Right. And the voice deepens and, and yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um and they have what's called a wet dream. My son mm-hmm. never did ever tell me. I mean when that happened, but mm-hmm. but know, maybe he had that discussion with his dad. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. You know, some of these conversations, you know, things just happen. Or yes, they, yes. They, 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 they read it or they sit down with them, bread it and talk about it. And, I, I, you know, yes. you know I so I'm what, saying, what are there some conversations that parents really need to be having with their kids at this stage? Instead I of just leaving it to I, the I app think you, you, you or need the, to. the TV. Huh? Yeah. No, I think you need to. So I usually mm-hmm. check what it is they know. Mm-hmm. I check where the source is. Guidance counselor did some of it, you know, what they know and then what is the truth kind mm-hmm. of thing. So um, as a parent, we cannot be afraid to um, to have those. I mean, as a mother, I did as much best I, I could with my son, you know, from mm-hmm. but there's some, I mean, I mean, I can remember when he was in the first form, you know, that's the last time I saw him without, I mean, after first of all, that's it. I said, boy, are you watching? Did you roll over the force kid? Mommy, that's embarrassing. I said, I need to know. I'm outside. I said, did you, you know, you have to wash it properly when you bathe every time. So right. um, it's just, a, you know, it's just a thing. You, I encourage, really. Too many times you just leave the child up. Um, Speaking about foreskin, like the tightness of the foreskin and stuff. I mean, I, I, I know of a few people who did it in, in their adulthood. Is it something that is still being practiced as young young boys or what is are you is talking about circumcision to, to, to circumcision versus no circumcision? Oh um no circumcision is not routinely done in this country. It's a, it's done as a matter of choice. But when the, the child gets to one year old, because before that you can't really roll back the foreskin, there's natural adhesions. Um, usually, I mean, I, the doctor, you should check, check for, to see if it will. When is a circumcision normally done? At birth? The best time to do it is at birth. But that's usually at that point, you can't tell who's going to have problems. It's just that you have decided to do it, but that's, it's an office procedure at that point. It's done on a local anesthetic, um, up to six weeks, depending on the size of the penis because after that it gets too big and you cannot do it in the office and then the pain fibers develop and the child will be in much way more pain the what so the, what the what you know their their pain threshold or the pain fibers or the you know so they would feel more pain but when they're in the newborn stage it's just local let's strap them down and you do it's an office thing easy cheesy mm-hmm. when you're older it's a day case you have to now pay for theater and the surgeon assistant and anesthetist and it costs way more. So what would cause the, the, the penis, the, the, the foreskin to be tight? Oh, well, some some mm. children are just born with. Rarely. I mean, I think it's only the doctor, me or the pediatric surgeon, if you cannot get it back. And there, um, you can apply a steroid cream for about two weeks. Which usually helps to thin it, and then if that doesn't, you know, if, if there's no other way, then that's the only way you should need circumcision because as long as the foreskin can go back, medically there's no indication. 
because you can mm -hmm. hold it back and wash it. It's only if it's so tight that it crack and tear every time. Then when it crack and tear every time, when it heal up back, it heal up. Scar is, is even tighter, so that you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so usually if you reach one, I, I usually test it at that point. If the cream's still not doing it, I send it to the pediatric surgeon, and if they are not successful, then we advise um, circumcision. The only time is sometimes the parents, well, I guess they, you know, people and the, and the chloroform and they don't want to put the child to sleep, and so they don't do anything about it quite. But if it really, it's really for the best, if based on hygiene and so on, going you know, as an adult that you can get to that, you know, mm -hmm. head of the penis, either by rolling, rolling it back, if it can go back, then you should really, you know, because germs and stuff, mm -hmm. um, can collect there and then and there's you had a conversation also that you should be having with your son yes yes yeah you mean about the hygiene and so on yes absolutely yes and um you know i in one of in one of my my my, my talks i mean the whole um human papilloma virus conversation yes. and you know that a lot of people didn't know that yes. you could get that through during oral sex and all of these things. These conversations, I don't think they are being had in right. the household. It's not right, something right, right. people generally read about. People don't necessarily seek that kind of knowledge. Right. And then until something happens, and then this is when the conversation is had. Right, 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 right. You know? right. So, so is there? So, does the pediatrician have a talk, or well, the, we know it's supposed to happen at home, but does the right. pediatrician is it a part of your routine when a teenager comes in to you? You speak to them a whole, about the whole adolescence, getting into your sexuality, what you may be feeling, how to manage your. That is not something that. That's not routine. No, 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 not really. It depends. So um, it depends if the visit is about so that nature, like um, mm -hmm. there's a discharge or 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 okay. something, um, or or yeah, if the mother is concerned that the child is sexually active for some whatever reason, then it goes there. Um, mm -hmm. But usually, and then I send the parent outside of the room. And then you know I have a one-on-one -on -one because sometimes the child will not divulge divulge to the mother. Right, right there, absolutely. That's not gonna happen. Right, right. <laughs> usually, right. usually yeah. that won't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, oh, um. Said so. If the steroid cream doesn't do the trick, so yes, yeah, I think she did say yes. Circumcision yes. is necessary. Right, right, right. Yeah, if, if, if yeah yeah if we can't get it over and the surgeon yeah yeah if it can't yeah yeah for the best yeah well carol did answer and she said the, the name of the vaccine it is cuban la soberana for kids oh. four and up mm. so i suppose that's that's for cuba but her mm. husband is cuban so ah. that is right so that is i suppose all right so um with regards to now, um, ages 10 and up or 11 and up, mm -hmm. are there any 
particular types of illnesses. Another top 10 that you see kids coming in with. That is something that you would want to discuss. Anything in that's higher than normal when it comes to Jamaica. We just want to get a feel of what's happening. Not, not, no. Most of our children are healthy, but what I'm seeing is um, anorexia in teenage girls. Really? Yeah, or um, depression anxiety those are the things that they're mostly healthy for the most part it's not mm -hmm. no i can't say like it's not like pneumonia none of that it's usually right. it's usually a psychological i've had in a recent past um at least three maybe the last year three girls who were just losing weight they thought they were too fat and then they were starving themselves eating barely eating and I had to send them to a dietitian and then I had to send them to the adult, my adolescent pediatrician colleague, who is Dr. Abigail Harrison, mm -hmm. uh, because they were just dropping weight. So and it's a perception thing, the body image, you know, more well, than we? Instagram will do that to you, especially when everybody has a 22 inch waist. Boy, it's, it's 22 inch waist and a. 40, 40, 45 or 50 hip. <laughs> Everybody's like this now. Hourglass, yes. Hourglass, yes. yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I would hate to be a child now because I know it really yes. is very rough out there. Yes. So, let us, so let us go into what what is being, well, it's a challenge right now, I understand. Um, based on what I'm hearing on the news or what I'm reading in the newspaper, um, they said that child abuse has increased since the um, pandemic has started and the at-home learning is starting. Yes. Now, what are some of the signs, symptoms that person should be looking for um, at, with their children um, at home? signs symptoms physically mentally um what are some of the signs that signs and symptoms that person um parents guardians should be looking for that are generally telltale signs of some form of abuse because it doesn't have to be physical it could right, be some right. yes um well they're not they're not eating or they're their their mood change depressed sad all the time um acting out aggressive um, um well it, it, i suppose it's sad it depends on the age of the child as well because you see if, you have, if it's an older child then they might be forced to try and hide it then they pretend everything is okay but then the grades start suffering at school Great, Great yeah yeah um I've, the thing is, um, it, it depends. The younger ones now might not really. But when they come to see me, the, the younger, if, if it's a sexual thing, they will open their legs or they, they, they're very withdrawn. Um, they, they 
just antisocial, you know. Don't in general. Yeah, 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 the younger ones. The mm -hmm. older ones, no, it is more complex, really. Um, and what is, okay, and let's say someone comes into you with a child, like, what is the responsibility of the pediatrician or is there a responsibility for, of the pediatrician? So if, because I have to just throw it out there. I, yeah, I, I know yeah. that I just have to ask, what is yeah. the responsibility of the pediatrician? And so, I mean, if there are no physical marks, let's say it's not rape per se. But it's some other, whereas a vaginal rape, let's say it's not vaginal rape, but it's something else. And but you sometimes, see, yeah. you have a conversation with the child, or do you have a conversation with the mother or the parent? With the with the child first. The thing is, sometimes it's not as traumatic as rape. You know, sometimes it's fondling, it's feeling up, touching right. up, and um, children are very intelligent. They don't right. have a four year old don't have any reason to make up. To me, the child is is right until proven. They don't they don't have any reason. I mean, I recently had a little. Well, she was from Saint Thomas, but the mother came because she the police didn't believe her. She, and the little girl said so and so when he picked me up did this that you know that she could tell me. I mean, and it was the first time the mother was sitting out with the driver of this um, taxi, and the little girl mm -hmm. she was not traumatized. She was not. She you know she. She'd allow me to examine her. There were no physical signs, but she complained the same evening to her mother that this happened. Yeah. And so I said, you have to do something about it because the next time it might not be as benign. Right. Really. Man should be. And then it will be his word against him. But I mean, the four-year-old has, I, 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 I mean, I would have to believe. So I wrote a report. Then mm -hmm. you know they have to go to Sisoka to to and then they take it from there. But it's my responsibility to report it. Right. Um so do you because so, so, I know it's a very touchy situation. Yeah. So yeah. once a child, if the child says something to you or you are picked up something, your next step is to what? To speak to the child or to call in Sisoka? Speak to the no. parent or guardian, or you you, you because Suppose it's the parent. Oh well, no. Well, it's unlikely to be the parent that took the child to the. That is true. To the to the to the. Um, years ago, I had a, a eleven year old. That was really unfortunate. The mother took her because the child was just vomiting and vomiting, and she couldn't understand why. And possibly they can't find out what's wrong with her. And is that the Lord said to me, "Do a pregnancy test"? Lo and behold. It's positive. And the mother eleven. Yes. That was very traumatic for me too. But the thing is, and that took up the whole of my day now because they couldn't see nobody else coming up to start out this one. Right. But um there the, the whole thing is that she came because the child was vomiting. She goes to about to the G sat, she's not focusing at school, and every morning she's sick. So something must do her. And then but it didn't end well because the perpetrator was a stepfather when it boiled down it, you know and then i mean even though i referred the ch well when when it came down to the fact that oh doc we can, if we cannot send her somewhere to could dash for the belly i'm like what what yeah i, I said i cannot do that i sent her to university for admission that's because that's my responsibility and um it she was admitted and so on but they you know it's it's our society is something else because sometimes the mother tries to protect the perpetrator because 
He's bringing he's in the bills. That's what's a very that's, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the that's the unfortunate. You have on one hand this mother, this four year old who wanted to take it to the end, and then you have another mother who is willing to do the opposite. No, but maybe because that four year old can manage that four year old parent maybe Mother, can manage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. manage on her own. That is that is the reality of the whole situation when it comes to finances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I wanted I, I wanted to just to address the process, the process well, is my, yes, my job is yeah. to write a report. I saw this, this, this. If there's something to be taken pictures of, I take the pictures, depending on, you know, and then I refer to the to Soka. So if all right, if a child comes in, let's say a child comes in um underage, a minor, and is pregnant, didn't cry rape or anything, is is there and, and the, the mother just taking a, taking a child there because the child needs to be seen. There's no report of anything. You see where the child is a minor. Is there any responsibility of the pediatrician to now say this is a police matter or you have to leave it alone? Um, no, my thing is um, it, I would have to take up the medical meaning. I can make the report, but I have to send the child. I, that, I have to send the child to the hospital. But I no 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 we no yeah. we no nothing is wrong with the child apart from the child is pregnant. This is a hypothetical situation. Nothing right, is wrong right. with the child apart from the child is pregnant. But the child is a minor. Right, right. The parents right. or guardian takes in the child. Is right. there any responsibility of the doctor? Yeah. To say, well, this child is a minor, or that is a solely this a sole decision of the parent. It's a sole decision. I can I can I can discuss no, it or whatever. No, no, what is it? Can no? I, I want to know what the the laws are. Oh well. Are there any laws governing? Are there any laws governing? I don't think. pregnant with the mother or guardian not having an issue with the fact that the child is a minor and pregnant. Not to my knowledge. I don't. I. I don't, yeah. Not to my knowledge. Okay, I just want it for, yeah, for general. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah so this yeah. is really up to the parent. Yeah, or the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They okay. would have to press charges and do all of that story. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Any other um medical issues that you'd like to touch on that I have not brought up that you'd like to speak a little bit on for the general public? Things that you have seen in your office that maybe you know, persons don't really know about or you've seen neglected because, you know, we don't know everything. We don't well, know. Um, parents don't even know what to do when it comes to, you know, certain things. Is there any particular area that you think is not being addressed when it comes to children? Well, when you, when you told me um, we wanted to, to be to talk about, well, just because kids said, I thought about nutrition. They're right. Dead, the way okay. they um, years ago, malnutrition was a thing, but now obesity is is more rampant because there's so much junk. So um, it's a matter of monitoring what the child eats from baby from right up, 
And then but they then should... school and there's only certain things at school to eat. Or do you pack a yes. lot? Yeah. Um, I had... I tried to as much as possible to um when they were small, yeah, you send them send lunch. When they reach high school now, they think they're too, you know, that no mommy, we're not carrying lunch. No. But by third, by fourth form, that did wear off and then we began bringing lunch again because I realized um I'm big on vitamin supplements because sometimes based on what is offered and so we never ever eat a rounded diet, really. And sometimes we might have a picky eater and you know, so I'm big on e and even myself as an adult. Sometimes you rush about. I take a, a supplement every day. I mean, or you know, especially now there's COVID. There's vitamin C and zinc and vitamin D and all these things that they say you must take to keep your immune system up. Right. So, so um, for your child, depending on the age and stage, yes, the diet, um, vitamin supplements, exercise, sleep, sleep. You must get enough sleep. Well, um, a lot of the children are not sleeping now because those devices keep them up. Yes, yes, but as a parent, you have every right. I'm very sorry. After a certain hour, the device stays with me until the next morning. And when it came to like GSAT and CSEC, you didn't. Well, in primary, my children never had a phone before they reached high school. They just didn't. And in high school, if you do it, the phone was mine. After a certain hour and. Well, they never had tablets. A laptop, you didn't, or those things, they never see, or the video game, you didn't see it until weekend. So, as a parent, you have to put down these, these rules, right. or else they'll be up till 1 a.m. on this thing, and then you can't um, get up. And the other thing is that before bedtime, no device for about half, you have to wind down, you know, right. you, thing. you cannot be looking into a phone and then expect to fall asleep immediately. That goes for us too, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can I can tell you it does it does disturb your sleep. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And you can be on the phone for you can be on the the, the, the WhatsApp or whatever for hours and don't even realize yes. that hours have flown by. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what about what about diabetes in kids? That's usually um type one juvenile diabetes, which is you not see a lot, you see uh, much of that. Not in my practice, because I'm in private practice now. But um, such a child would probably turn up at the hospital because they're just losing weight or they're just peeing, you know, some other reason. It's not very common, but it happens. And then um, the mother has to learn now how to to deal with it. it Depending on the age of the child, the, the subcutaneous insulin, all the child will learn to do themselves. There's a whole support group for that. And um, there's only one endocrine um, pediatrician in the country, which is Dr. Leslie Gavin. One. Yes, one. One uno. And who's that? Leslie Gabay. Okay. At the moment. I mean, there, nobody has studied it. And me too old now, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah. you're not. Leslie Gabay. Leslie Gabay, yeah. He's at... Um, and you know, um, Hillcrest, right where the Island Smiles is. Um, that's oh, yeah, awesome. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Leslie Gabby, endo endocrine, pediatric endocrinologist. Okay. They even used to have a diabetic camp back in, you know, I mean, I don't know how much COVID, but to, 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 to children of the same 
could get together and you know encourage each other we have the same yeah because you have to deal now with you know if you have a teenager with diabetes that can be a depressing moment you can't you know you can't eat like your friends you can't have alcohol pepsi or sodas you have to watch what you eat monitor your sugar that can be quite overwhelming for a, pe a teenager who has other you know regular teenage stress so, mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely another thing um that i'd love for you to touch on um i i, I, I kids do kids get lupus or are lupus comes at a later age Because I've, I've met quite a few people in the last couple of years with lupus. And I mean, this is not something that I even heard of when I was growing yeah. up. I find that it's not commonly diagnosed, not less than 10 for sure. Yes. Um, most times, by the time, there might have been itty bitty signs, but most times they don't add up until you're like early 20s, you know, young adults. I mean, uh, I had a friend who had scleroderma. Scleroderma is part of the connective tissue. Um, so it's, it's, lupus is a part, you know, the connective tissue disorder. And she wasn't diagnosed until she was like about maybe 18 or 19. But when we were at high school, she, she used to say, oh, she's allergic to ice and ice cream because when she tried to eat those things, it would stick in her throat. Which to me, the retrospective scope was just the beginning of the whole thing. But it's just that nothing else manifested at the time. And then she got older, then her fingers would get blue, then she, you know, into cold weather, and then the whole thing, you know, evolved. Is there, is there, a, early... is there a test for lupus? Or is it just the signs um, that people have to follow? No, there, there are some screening tests. Some, I mean, there are several pa parameters, I should say. Mm -hmm. It's mainly, this, yes, it's a, it's a clinical diagnosis. But there is something called an ESR, which can detect the inflammation, and there's some other tests that can, you know, add up to. But it's mainly, I mean, the signs and you know, your physical manifestations and your symptoms would pretty much do it. The mm -hmm. test is just a confirm now. Yeah, that you do have a connective tissue disorder. Yeah. Okay. Another one that is very debilitating for many and very common. Is a sickle cell. Okay, yes. Yeah, someone is fine. I could not come off this program without addressing it because I mean, I've, I've, I've known quite a few people that have passed, quite a few people that live with it. Some people struggling with their child with it. Yeah. And so um, we really need to, some signs and symptoms of sickle cell, or that is something that you have to test for. Is it tested? Does anybody no. test sickle cell? Yeah, so right now the government does a screening. Every child that is born has a single screen done. Oh, great. Every child, yeah. Then recent or that's always been like that? Recent-ish. <laughs> oh, re recent. The thing is, maybe, uh, maybe the last five years. It's, it's a very simple thing now. At birth. Mm. The card they use a card blood they blot it on a uh, because they have a, on a, a paper which has a name on one side and when the child was born on the mother's name and then a, a part that's you know like filter paper that does absorb the blood and then that's taken to the sickle cell unit at UA. that was recently streamlined back in the day like when i was at Boston Mansi, any child who came in for any other reason we would just do it 
but it was not national thing. But the national right. thing has been a good while. At least five years, a good while. So private, public, anywhere you're born, it's done. Because about 10% might have the trait, I think. Less than that will be sickle disease, but a lot of us have the trait, and the trait can right. be totally normal. Now, right. the thing is, um, there are different types of sickle cell disease. You have, you have, if you understand, normal people have hemoglobin AA. If you have the sickle cell trait, it's AS. But if you have SS, you're fully sickle cell. And if you have S and anything that's not an A, you have a form. It's just that it's not as bad as SS. So you have SC, which sometimes you, you, as people come to the, you, you can get missed because you're okay to a point. And it's a milder form. And then you have something called beta thalassemia. So you can have S beta thalassemia. It's just S and something else. That's mm -hmm. not an A. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about SS is the worst because then you have full-blown. What happens with sickle cell is that you have sickling. So your, your, your blood cells are supposed to be malleable and pliable and be able to go to small, the tiniest of blood vessels. When you have sickle cell, it doesn't do that. It becomes stiff and sickled shape, which is like a crescent. Mm -hmm. And then it cannot navigate tiny or it sludges up in tiny blood vessels and then it causes pain. So the most common thing, yeah, the most common thing for a sickle is to have painful crisis, severe pain, bone mm -hmm. pain, deep, mm -hmm. disturbing, panadol cannot fix pain. Un unbearable. Unbearable. Now, the, usually though, the earliest it might manifest, uh, we call it dactylitis, is when you're about six months, you might get swelling of your digits because... Okay. Um, that's the earliest presentation. Now, usually as a baby, you don't really present because you have what's called fetal hemoglobin um, from your, because you are a fetus, from the fetal stage. So you would be, a, a regular normal person would be AAF and you have this F. But if you have a sickle cell trait, you'll be ASF. And then if you're sickler, you'll have S and F. Then when the F disappear, you'll have S left. Right. So, so, yes. um, the fetal hemoglobin is what you have as a, you know, while you're in the womb. And then over the first year, the fetal part, well, the fetal hemoglobin disappears and then you get the A. So that's why when you're just born, you don't really have symptoms because you have the fetal hemoglobin buffering. So to speak. Get you, get you, get you, and get you. When that, when that disappears, the mm -hmm. earliest, maybe as early as six months, about between six and 12 months, you might have this dactylitis, which is when it, you know, because the blood vessels in your bone are the tiniest, which is why you have bone pain, because when you get sludging in the bone, then you get the pain. Mm -hmm. You can get acute chest syndrome, that's chest pain. Um, sickles have this thing with the spleen. That's without going through, you know, too much detail. Mm -hmm. But you can have abdominal crisis. You can have pain anywhere, really. And then when, because um, of the sickling, your blood vessels don't live as long as um, a normal person's blood vessels they live for 120 days. Every day, you and me have cells that are dying, but your bone marrow is making new cells. But the right. cells um, are destroyed much faster. And then if your liver cannot deal with it, the bilirubin from the, which is the pigment in the red blood cells, makes you yellow. That's why sickles get joined. Get you. So, get yeah, you. yeah. And then the other thing is that their immune system is not um, as sturdy as ours, so it makes them prone to certain infections and so on. So if it is you have SS, the best place for you to be is at the sickle cell unit. So mm -hmm. I have a few patients like that, but we I co-manage with the sickle cell unit because the sickle cell unit will see to it that they 
they do their regular um you know monitoring and this mm -hmm. came out of screening at, at andrews so i mean the parents knew that they had the sickle cell trait each so by the way you can only have ss if one parent has s and well both you have mm -hmm. both. right and, yeah and so um the first child was aa but the second child was ss and it's just a probability each time really mm -hmm. and um the mother because she was so very keen she followed up the road results herself so she could find out from an early stage and just tap into what the single cell units had to offer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So are any of these illnesses um with with the with the vaccines that are coming up, is there any contraindication with any of the with any of these illnesses with the COVID no. vaccine? No, 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 Okay. So no. there's no the, the, the only the only the only time i would say there might be a query is if you're in the middle like heaven forbid you're trying to be here no i mean you mean a sickle cell yeah. About sickle cell. yeah no 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 in a crisis of anything no any yeah, of the crisis crisis. Crisis. Yeah. right 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 mm -hmm. okay no that's easier to, pre to prevent illnesses so you you know i'm a strong pro vaccine person mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, in terms of in terms of cancers, mm. any um, that's not common. Not common. Yay! Oh, it's not. I mean, that, that was the only part about pediatrics that I did not like when I had a child with leukemia or a kidney mass, and that's a nephroblastoma. Or sometimes I had a retinoblastoma. I. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a yeah. It's not common. It's not common. It's not common. No, I like, I like, I like when I hear it's not common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was also common things are common. So when you know when you're presented as a doctor, common things you rule out all the common stuff first before you get to the weird and wonderful. Right. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. Well, okay. So you said um, nutrition was one of your. Your, 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 the things that came to mind. Anything right. else came to mind? Yeah, so we talked me. about the sleep, and we talked about the exercise, and we talked about mm -hmm. exercise, um, vitamin supplements, and um, what are some of the vitamin supplements that you recommend? Well, um, I like multi a multivitamin with vitamin C in it. The vitamin C is for the, that, you know, and mm -hmm. people like me and you grew up on cod liver oil. Can I tell you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So my child got both. Mm -hmm. um, rarely, you might have to do iron supplements. Like um, babies who are born prematurely, because if they come out too soon, usually in the latter part of the third trimester, when the iron stores get laid down. Mm -hmm. So if you have a child that's born too soon, then you have to put give them hemophilia as well, as well as a multivitamin. Mm -hmm. Or if they had any major crisis or major, you know, that would have impacted their their blood count because now um a lot of the formulas are fortified with iron so if you are good on the nutrition aspect you will not be anemic really mm -hmm. basically yeah so as so all right so give us all right, as we wrap up give us some of the general give us like five top general things that um parents need to be doing in terms of where their kids are concerned okay you said Every year, a child should get check up. I remember that one, right? So every yes. year, whether the person, whether she, whether the child is sick, yes or no, 
you're taking yeah. the child to get yeah. child. All right, so that's one out of the five eight and, and the, okay so that that is one yeah. you said definitely the sleep yeah ensure that the child gets sleep take away the devices at least an hour before going yeah. to bed Mo um monitor the use of the device because i know and then know the online thing now that is really you know yeah yeah so they're they are on it for school so you need to limit some of the playtime on the device right. as then so, so because they'll be always on the device yeah. so you need to monitor the, the 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 device use um take vitamins multivitamins with definitely vitamin c in it yes exercise yes um in terms of um diet i know us older folks they tend to say cut out the rice cut out cut down on the meat is there any particular advice for growing children i know the needs are different yeah i would say um feed only when you're hungry mm -hmm. sometimes we overfeed you know, we, we have this fat baby syndrome. You know, the more the child eats, the better. I mean, grandmas feel like doing their, their whole, yeah, man, their whole, their whole area to make sure that child is being Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and um, eat at the dinner table, not in front of the TV, not with everybody eats. I mean, family time, it has totally evaporated now, I find. When last you see a child at the dinner table? My children, well, let me tell you, even as big as my children are, I tell them Sundays are sacred, okay? Sundays, mm -hmm. at least so, because now they're older and the schedules change. But Sunday, I give you make an appointment and no everybody have a plate and goes into the bedroom. No, and no phones at the table on a Sunday. The online thing again, sometimes, yeah. So in the week, it's hard to, it's hard to, the family. Thing, you know what's so that's another thing we need to get back to the family structure yeah when my children were smaller the dining table yeah when my children were smaller we had dinner because you know the father might be us about me and the kids but yeah. now that they're older i have to apply for the sundays so yes <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> yes i like what you said you apply you apply to the yes. you have to apply for it if, if, you like train it. Them up, if you train them up early they'll recognize and i'm telling you um what will happen on a sunday if, even if one child is a hungry the child come and sit down because i don't want to eat alone so one mm -hmm. of them will be hungry so my child figure out which one ready um mm -hmm. the one that don't ready yet come and put the body right there so and we have a conversation catch up we'll go back to the dining table yeah because that's how that's how you catch up on what happened in the week or happened yeah. the yes you, that, you can't that catch up in front of a tv all of us don't eat in the front of the TV. There's no, there's no interaction. Absolutely, no. I am in total agreement. I, when I when I go to my girlfriend's house, I see everybody sit down at the dining table, and it's it's so refreshing. I mean, yes, you know, mother, father, children, and we have a good conversation. Yes. It's always a pleasure, you know, to sit down and have a meal. You know, and it's it's it, it, it's a different feel altogether. Yeah. And you really do catch up. You really yeah. do catch up. But I, I think a part of the challenge is that the devices 
keep the children busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the parents can do what they want to do. That's a, that's a major part of it. Yes, yes. They go to work, they come home, they want to fix dinner, they want to do everything. You know? yeah. they, have, they have several things doing. Yeah. Work a single parent, that's another yeah. thing on top of that thing. So they, they sit down at the table you, you t to schedule that together time. Yeah. is just not there. Yeah. You really yeah. have to push. And, make an effort. I make the effort to make right. it happen. Right. Anything, anything else that you want to put in your in your in your top things? Always, always checking on your your child's mental states. Children worry about stuff. Um, it's always good to ask, "How are you doing? How are you feeling?" Sometimes children can't define their emotions, but you have to help them to to figure it out. You know, is anything bothering you today? How was school? Um, you know, even when we talk about friends or whatever, because um, sometimes it's a death in the family and it's bothering that you don't you don't know. Um, and anxiety is a real thing. So, and children they might not say anything, but they 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 will worry about it or they will say, oh, like the the heart hurting them. No, you know the heart mm -hmm. kind of, but maybe grandma did die of a heart attack. And they feel like a chest pain and they worry if they are going to. So, oh, you know, you have to, you know, once a week or when you get, you know, have a little power time. And if you have more than one children, you have to do it individually, you know. But as a group event, because they won't necessarily want to speak about what's bothering them in front of the others. Yes, yeah, yes. I yes. get you. Truly, I truly. get you. Yeah. I get you. Anything else? Let me see. Uh, <laughs> well, um, always, <laughs> I was always one who also checked in with their what they do, how they doing at school. Mm -hmm. You must know how your child. I mean, I mean, I was a very involved parent, so when my children were doing GSAT, I was the extras. I mean, not many people might have the the time, mm -hmm. um, but I I I discourage you just shunting them to extra lessons. Find out where the weakness is and mm -hmm. tap in because sometimes if you just send send them they just been flogged with, the, with with more than what they might need maybe the weakness is just english they don't go, they don't need to go to math extras too you know mm -hmm. and then it makes the day so long and the children are so, so you need tired brain yeah. tired yeah 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 mm -hmm. i mean i mean i remember one fellow parent telling me oh the child already the extras but she said that anyway i'm like why mm -hmm. if your child why are you doing that mm -hmm. so um overkill yeah, so if your child has a weakness, you have to find out, you know, and that goes through till till college, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and I'm here to advise parents to save for college because it's coming and when it leaks you, you know, <laughs> find a way to put away a little. It might not come all, but it's a little buffer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And always be your child's biggest cheerleader. Be your yes. child biggest cheerleader you don't know what you do for that child when you're in the corner i'm telling you i could write oh, what you do when you say why can't be like so and so why can't be like do that don't 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 even between your your if you have three do not do please don't mm -hmm. that's the worst thing worst ever yes. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah 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 worst them, like, you're, you're in your eyes you're the best yeah yes. mm -hmm. yeah yeah the comparison stuff. Oh, well, yeah, anything else? Um, 
we <laughs> for those of us who will listen yes i have a quote from the prophet khalil gibran mm -hmm. um on this is uh, on children it's just a few choice words so for those who will listen um okay so this is the, this is just a few paragraphs and a woman who held a babe against her bosom said speak to us of children and he said your children are not your children they are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself they come through you but not from you and though they are with you they do not belong to you you may give them your love but not your thoughts for they have their own thoughts you may house their bodies but not their souls for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. Absolutely. For life, life goes not backward, nor tires with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite. He bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending be in the archer's hand. So you are you are you are the um the archer is 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 um God. So let right. your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves the bow that is stable. So you are the bow. You are to be stable. You are shooting the arrow and you your job is to give your children wings. So right. that they can fly. Absolutely. That they will be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And with that, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell us when we when we where we can find you. Oh, I'm at Winchester Surgical and Medical Institute, 3A Winchester Road, opposite Bureau of Standards. Is there a number? Oh, um, the office number is 906 906-1256. And um, the work and you're says open, you're open Monday to Friday. Um, Monday to Fridays, and yeah, and Saturdays half day. I share the Saturdays with with somebody else, but yeah, I'm there okay. every day in the week, starting at ten o'clock. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, um, somebody says, "Love you, Doc. You are a gem, <laughs> Cislin, Cislin Joseph Johnson." I know her. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. So I want to thank you again for joining me. You gave us quite a bit of gems. Um, I'm sure our audience learned a few things this evening. I certainly did. Um, so I just, you know, you answered as, as usual very quickly. Um, although I wasn't expecting a no, really. <laughs> thank you so much for giving us our one 23 minutes of your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you for doing what you do and continue to do what you do. Friends, you. friends and family, thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you also learned something and um, got some good information. She gave us a few places also in case you're having issues with your kids where you can go as well for special. Um, for um, developmental right, for right. Develop, developmental specialists. 
Right. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Same place, same time, 8 p.m. Jamaica time. Have a fantastic week. Please remember, although the place opened up back, COVID still a keep. Mm-hmm. I I have taken my vaccination. For Me those too. who do want to take their vaccination, please go out and have your vaccination so we can get back to normalcy as quickly as possible. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining. See you next week. Good night. Have a good okay. night. All right. Bye. Bye, Doc. <laughs>